everybody, this is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in. The goal of this podcast is to cover a vast variety of topics regarding mental health, struggles, share people's stories, and hopefully remind you that you're not alone. I hope you enjoy. So this is Townsend. I'm so excited. Tonight we're going to be chit-chatting about what is bipolar disorder. I've got my buddy Michael on here. We're going to chit-chat about his journey through his diagnosis, his symptoms that he struggled with, all of the things that go along with that. So super excited. I feel like bipolar disorder is something that a lot of people know. They think they know what it is. They've heard it. I feel like it's one of those terms that is overused and misused a little bit, kind of like I did um, one of these sessions. OCD. And so one thing we talked about was that a lot of people are like, oh, he's so OCD and totally misuse the term. And I feel like a lot of people do that with bipolar as well. So you know somebody and you're yeah. like, oh, they're so bipolar. And things like that drive me nuts because I'm like, no, that's got to hurt people's feelings that really struggle with these things to hear you kind of throw it out like a joke, you know? Well, it's... <laughs> It just like kind of trivializes the pain that you've gone through. And it's really weird because like, I've done it sometimes and people will be like, oh, they're bipolar. I'm like, I'm bipolar. And they're like, uh, uh, and you just like, you gotta like, just because somebody is acting a little weird and changing their mood patterns doesn't necessarily mean that they're mentally ill or not stable. And then, there are lots of great people that have bipolar disorder. So I met you through kind of your cooking journey. So you were doing all this healthy stuff. It was vegan. And so I played a lot of shows that you were cooking at, little festivals and things like that. I think Nexus was the first place that I met you. Love me some Nexus. Shout out to Amy. So who is Michael for people that are on here? <laughs> um, I don't even really know who I am. Uh, I guess like... I, I don't like to call myself a chef, but like, that's my job. Uh, I'm a little bit, I think I'm more of a foodie. I enjoy food. I enjoy the idea of food and the history of food and everything pertaining to food. Um, I'm really weird, uh, really introverted. Uh, I like to run. I like to climb. I like mushrooms, like foraging mushrooms. Uh, what else is there about me? I've lived in Little Rock my whole, well, not my whole entire life. I lived in Little Rock most of my life. And um, I feel like I'm one of those people that, like, people see me around town a lot because I've just, I've been here for a while and I've gone and done a lot of stuff. But as far as my cooking experience, like, I've been a butcher. I've been a vegan chef. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff, but, like, I've always had more of what I would like to consider like a healthier slant to my food. So for people that don't know, like I said, you had a business at one point where you were doing uh, just vegan foods. And so you were, you had these desserts that were vegan and I thought it was so cool. And I still love keeping up with you and things that you cook and you just make up these like beautiful designs with these ingredients you have at home. And I'm like, wow, I made a bowl of cereal. I'm ashamed of myself, but. <laughs> I love cooking. Like I've always told people, it's the one thing that's made sense to me throughout my life. Like I grew up in a restaurant. So like food's kind of been the backbone of my life. Like also being um, half Palestinian food was very important. And so like growing up around it, like that's just like all I know I've tried to switch jobs. Like 
this past year, I tried to switch jobs a few times and like, I was like, I'm going to get out of the culinary field. I even went back to school to kind of get out of the culinary field, but I always get dragged back in because I've just spent so much time in it. I know so much about it and I do love it. One thing that I love about your page is recently, yeah. it seems like in the past few months, you've been really open about bipolar. So you got on there and you posted that you disappeared for a while and that you'd been struggling with it. And it really hit home for me because obviously I do this You're Not Alone project. And the point of it is to make at least somebody feel a little bit less alone. So I reached out to you. That's how we got here. So I want to thank you for sharing your story and just for being open and vulnerable on your page. I know for me, it helps me learn a lot on how yeah. I can better treat other people. Uh, and I'm sure it does for others as well. So let's go with that. So let's chat about what bipolar is. So really? when I researched it, this was something I didn't know that much about, and maybe you can help me understand it better. But what I found was there are three types of bipolar. So there's bipolar one, bipolar two, and then there's more of like a cyclical type of bipolar where it happens more frequently. Um, do you know about those three types? I always get them confused because um, I'm just not good with numbers. <laughs> uh, but uh, I believe, so one of the bipolar disorders is the, like all of them have uh, depression. That's like the underlying thing. And then the other ones have to do with the stages of mania. So there's like a hypomania where you do kind of like, I refer to it as like burning a fuse. Uh, you kind of start burning a little bit out of control, but the hypomania just means you stay below that full manic break. Um, and then the other one is the full blown manic uh, episodes, which um, I recently had a friend that went through one and it was, I mean, it's like a, a, a drug addiction that, you can't really like deal with because like it's all in your head like he was at a 10 like he had all these ideas he had all these concepts he was going to open a restaurant and like he was just out there i was trying to reel him back in but i mean there wasn't help there was no help to helping him and he kind of like i i referred to like manic episodes as like a volume like you have like a 10 which is like that's your max but there's 11 and 12 and so like hypomanic would be about 11 and full mania would be a 12 to where once you go past 10 you're actually like running more than efficient and you're starting to like hurt yourself and um yeah it can kind of get to this point where you have so much energy and so much thoughts racing through your head that you can't really keep track of what damage you're doing to yourself and to others. So it seemed like a lot of people with bipolar go through the depression and the high manic at the same time. And that's where it gets like super confusing and it like, it just wears you out completely. And that's something that people don't understand. Like you go out and this person well, is super excited and has all these dreams and, but on the inside, they're also completely sad and lonely and isolated. And it's hard for you to find that balance. Did you experience things like that? So um, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, so I, I'm, I've been talking with my therapist and I like, she's been my therapist for a few years now and she's like 
you may not have bipolar disorder because in the few years that I've gone there, she's like, you've never really presented the symptoms of being manic. So that's something that I've been like dealing with, with in the past month. But um, I do have, like, I've had medically induced manias because of uh, getting off of uh, either bipolar or antidepressants or antipsychotic medicines too fast, which boy, those are not fun. Um, but the I'll, going back to the thing, uh, with bipolar disorder, the like you usually either are depressed or you're manic. And there is a thing called rapid cycling, which is probably one of the more dangerous areas to be in because when you suffer from depression, uh, suicidal thoughts and suicidal ideations are very common, but you have such a low energy that it's not necessarily something that you're going to act upon because, I mean, when I'm depressed, like, I struggle to get out of bed. I struggle to, like, take care of myself. Like, that's a good sign for me if I'm depressed is, like, when was the last time I took a shower? Um, but when you're rapidly, rapidly cycling through bipolar disorder, you go through these depressions, and then before you know it, you have a lot of energy, and you're like, I could do it right now. And that's why you see such a higher suicide rate with people with bipolar than you do with other mental illnesses is just because you kind of like you have this amount of energy that you don't have while you're depressed and it can push you to um so what let's go back to that what made you think you had bipolar like what were your signs and symptoms that led you to that diagnosis so i i'm going to start with like my earliest diagnosis uh so when I was eight, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. Um, and then I think when I was 16, I got diagnosed with depression. And then I got diagnosed with major depression disorder about 18 or 19. I think, I guess it was like 17 or 18. Um, and so I moved to Memphis when I was like 24. And while I was in Memphis is where I got my bipolar uh, diagnosis. So um, when I moved to Memphis, I moved to Memphis and I pretty much had to isolate myself. Like I had no friends. I didn't really know anybody. And that was a really hard year because I only lived there for a year. But um, I was very suicidal um, and not just idealizing it. I was like actively suicidal. And I have uh, one of my friends, Jade, uh, she actually, like, would talk to me and she's like, you need to go to the fucking doctor. Or I guess I shouldn't cut on here. She's like, you need to go to the doctor. And I was like, I, I was very hesitant because, like, I also had a lot of anxiety. Um, she ended up calling and making me a doctor's appointment. And... So I went to the doctor and that's where I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, and so I started taking Lametril um, and it was going pretty well. Like I was having migraines. I was having like just normal, like new medicine uh, problems. And then um I went on a trip to Como, Mississippi for three days. 
and I forgot to pack my medicine. Um, and that's when things kind of got bad. That was uh, one of my first like medically induced manias that I had, or med medic oh, medicine induced manias that I've had. Um, I don't really remember much. I just remember like. I remember hitting my head against the wall, like physically hitting my head against the wall a lot. Uh, I remember just one line from uh, a company kickball game that we were having where my boss goes, are you trying to get fired? Because this is how you're going to get fired. And it was just because like, I was out of my brain. Like I was like chugging beers and like ripping my shirt off. And like, I, I have like bits and pieces of, uh, what was going on but like not the full picture um and so i leveled out a little bit after that and i tried to get back on my medicine but it just it didn't work like it didn't take um when you're taking things and i think lametril might have been an antipsychotic it's not like a Tylenol. you just don't take it and be like all right it's working like things have to build up in your system and it can take days or weeks of uh taking it before you even notice anything so i don't really like i still struggled with uh my depression through that period of time in memphis i think when i like got off my medicine it was like july august and i stayed in memphis till december and i had several like i think i ended up having like several actual suicide attempts that year. Um, and so I kind of just like, I'm like, I'm bipolar. Like that's just, I, my doctor told me and I just kind of like agreed. Um, and like some research was saying that like my ADD as a child might have been like early onset bipolar disorder or like there's just a bunch of different stuff because like, the two behaviors kind of like ADD and uh, bipolar disorder have a lot of similar traits. Um, but I like, it kind of comes down to how much control you have at the end of the day as yeah, to like- absolutely. This is your story. This isn't gonna be the same for everybody. It's just something I wanted to chit chat about to bring a little bit of awareness to it. And so the symptoms that you had are gonna be the same for someone else. And a lot of mental uh, actual diagnoses are super complicated. I don't know if you've noticed that, I'm sure you have, but a lot of things are almost like a cocktail of things that go together. So picking one diagnosis is gonna be dang near impossible to find the exact one that you're struggling with. So a lot of people, when they're getting diagnosis, they have a little bit of everything you'll notice. So especially, I can't imagine having all those things happening with you. So duh, you're going to have depression and duh, you're going to feel crazy because this medication messed with you, which it will do. So there are just so many things that go together and that could be a whole nother session talking about that. But so, um, yeah. that, that just makes me so sad. I hate that. And I've actually read that like the manic stages, you do kind of black out. Like you don't even remember what happened. Like you said, you're kind of out of your mind. Is that not terrifying? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're completely out of your mind because like, 
we all have like this level of being like, hey, like that's probably not a good idea. But with bipolar disorder, you usually see people start engaging in risky behaviors. And I like, not like just like, I mean, you could fight. Some people might go out and like get in fights, but like you'll see people like spending money they don't have. You'll see them gambling, like drinking excessively, like where a normal person would be like, oh, like, hey, I'm going to go out for a couple drinks. And, like, even if they're like, hey, I drank a lot last night, it wasn't like I downed the whole entire bottle of vodka. Like, the mania prevents you from having, like, a full grasp on, like, what you're actually doing, where if you and I went to the store and we were like, I'm going to treat myself today, I'm not going to go spend $2,000 on clothes because I don't have $2,000 to spend on clothes. But if you're in a manic episode, like, it makes sense. You're like, yeah, like, I can pay this off in like a couple it. weeks and you're like, this. no, I can't do that. Yeah. I talked about earlier. I know a few yeah. people, probably a handful of people that actually have a bipolar disorder as well. And that's something that I have noticed for sure. And reading more about it, I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like they get, it's almost like they totally lose touch with reality at times and reeling them back in is almost impossible. It seems like from, for somebody on the outside. So for you, what's some advice you would give like in that moment of super depression or the manic moment, what's something that we as people on the outsiders, maybe good friends, maybe relationships, parents, whatever, loved ones, what's some advice you would give them to help you through that time? So I still struggle with the manic because like there is that disconnection. Um, like I said, my, one of my good friends, like I love this guy more than anybody else. Well, not more than anybody else. I love him with my whole entire heart though. He's a great guy and I've known him for a while and he's been had a few rough years, but I tried to be like, when I noticed he was like being a little manic, like one of the first things he told me, he's like, I'm not manic right now. And I was like, that's not a good sign for me. Um, and I tried to reel him in. I was like, Hey man, you need to like, you need to chill right now and you need to reel it in um, before like life's, life life will humble you if you don't reel it in right now. I don't know if he received that. Like, I know he read it, but like, I don't know if it like went into his brain. Um, and I just kept seeing him tear it, like just tear through people. Like he's a chef in Memphis and he's super talented but like the way he was talking about other chefs in Memphis and the way he was talking about what he was wanting to do, like, I'm like, dude, you're about to not be able to have a job in Memphis. And so I did end up writing a message to him, or actually it was a public post to him kind of leaning in hard and being honest, being like, Hey, like you might be able to say all these bad things about these chefs, but like, you're no different. Like you're not doing anything different. Like you're using people, to get to where you want to be and you're discarding them. Um, I got radio silence after that message to him, but I do know that he ended up getting some help, um, some actual like uh, medical help after that. And I reached out to him a couple of weeks ago and he said he's doing better. Um, but I don't really know if that helps slap him back into reality it's kind of hard to tell because like with mania, I feel like you just kind of have to let them 
run the course and try to do as much harm reduction as you can, like maybe closing a bank account. And sometimes like it's not going to be fun and they're going to be real mad at you. But so even if they can't literally hear you. And I think that's something that blows me away and like just really hurts my heart about bipolar specifically because it is one of the more severe diagnoses. If you look at it, there's not really a cure per se. You can take medications and there are amazing medicines that help function daily. So kind of like a friend, once you get on medicine, it can help like level out those mood disorders. So instead of being way up here and then way down here and both at the same time, it just kind of levels you out and going to therapy can help as well, but there's not a cure. And it just makes me so sad because the few people that I know with it are so talented. And like you said, in those moments, you just can't reel them in. And so you almost have to let them run that course, I guess. What about, so for you, one of the biggest things you said you suffer with like severe depression or manic depressive disorder, what, what helps you in that state? Like what are, what can loved ones do for you in that state? I'm probably going to get a little emotional on this one. Uh, just don't let anybody push you away. I think that's the most crucial thing because being depressed, like that's the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to push my friends away. I'm going to push everybody away because first I don't feel like I'm worthy of having anybody in my life. And then also I feel like I'm such a downer and I'm such a terrible person to be around that I don't even want to like have those people around. And I've had some people in my life that I've, I've tried to push away real hard, <laughs> um, but they stayed around. And that, that's the reason why I'm probably still here today is because um, you push people away. I remember when I was in Memphis, my parents contacted me. They're like, we haven't heard from Michael in two weeks, which it wasn't unusual. Like I was kind of distant, distant from my family at that time, but I remember they called me and I just didn't answer. And I was like, I was too depressed. I didn't want to talk to them. Um, because like, what am I going to say? They're going to be like, how's it going? I'm going to be like, Oh, it's, it's good. Even though everything was terrible. Um, so I just didn't answer because I didn't have the energy to even fake it anymore. And they called, they started calling a lot and they were texting and I just like didn't respond. And this went on for a day or two. And it pretty much like got to the point where my parents were like, Hey, like we're in the car on the way to Memphis, which they live in Little Rock, so that's two hours. Um, And they're like, if you don't let us in, we're gonna call the cops. So I pretty much just told them, I just sent a text message. I'm like, I'm fine, like I'm alive. I don't wanna really talk right now. Um, And so like, they they ended up they didn't end up coming, but we ended up having a talk. Um, they pretty much told me they're like, if you move back to Arkansas, like we'll help get you some help with a doctor. I love my family, 
Um, but the way our relationship is kind of structured is I see them. I see them pretty regularly. Like I see them probably like at least once a month, but in my teenage years, I was struggling a lot with my mental illness. And so I never really like fully bonded with my parents to a point where I was like, Hey, like. I can spend a lot of time with them. Like my sisters, they bonded with my parents and they're like, they hang out with my parents all the time, but I'm kind of on the outskirts. So I will say like, I love my parents um, and they've helped me out a lot. But at the same time, I know a lot of other people that have tough relationships with their parents and it can make their depression worse. It can make their like things, like any kind of mental illness worse. So I definitely say be around people who you love and that bring you joy and that make you feel better. And that could be your family. That could be your friends. That can be your therapist. I, I look forward to going to my therapist because when I do, I can judge what progress I've made and see where I fell and like work on myself a lot. I feel like we could all benefit from it. Honest to goodness, we all have bad days and it's not all about mental illness. So I want to spread awareness about mental health in general. So you have bad days. Everybody goes through moments of grief or depression of some sort. And so therapy is just awesome. I love therapy. You go and it's just a place where you can open up, be yourself and just really get like great feedback and outsider feedback. It's hard with family because they can't really give you outside feedback and it does get awkward a lot of times. And so for me, with age, and it sounds like you're the same, chosen family has been huge for me. So like those friends that accept me with open arms, no matter what I'm going through, that's been my saving grace. And to touch back on a therapist, like I like, I'm gonna toot my own horn, which I don't do often, um, or at least I don't think I do often. Uh, I, I've had a very good second half of this year. Um, I got in school. I got always in all my classes. I've been working two jobs. Uh, I've been trying to like keep friendships, keep my physical health uh, going by working out, like cooking for myself. I bought a house, um, which I moved into last week. Uh, so like, I've been doing really well. Like I've had a lot on my plate and I've been handling that stress really well, but I'm still going to my therapist because I just like, I check in with her every couple of months because I'm like, Hey, like I'm doing good right now, but am I doing the things that I need to do to keep myself doing well? Because I can crash down at any point. Any of us can. Um, but yeah, I, I talked to her, like probably once a month just because I think it's good for me to like keep checking in and have somebody to like hold me accountable being like, Hey, like, are you doing well? Like, are you just pushing things off? Um, Those are awesome accomplishments. Congratulations on all of them. Um, yes. Therapy for sure. So somebody one time I was talking to them and they referred to therapy as like an oil change for your car. So you just go in, whether it's messing up or not, it's just kind of a tune up, like a check in on yourself, make sure all is good. And we can all say there's something you can vent about at least once a month, right? There's something you could talk about. 
I know my last session, I was like, I'm doing way too much. I want to relax. Um, which where I'm at in my life now, I love being busy. I love keeping myself busy. Um, my girlfriend, uh, I love her, but she's always like, you need to like chill out. Like you need to relax. And I'm like, I'll relax. Like after I do the dishes and do some laundry and like clean up. And she's like, go sit down. I'm like, I don't know. And like one night she was like, I just want to like watch TV tonight. And I was like, all right. And so I laid in bed with her and watched TV. And I told her the next day, I was like, I can't do that ever again. I'm like, I'm like yeah, so anxious just from sitting down. Some kind of uh, an avoidance thing going on. I'm actually the same way. Uh, pretty much all my friends are like, yeah, you need to learn how to relax. Yeah. Like I don't sit very well. Like I like to get up and do things. And if I'm sitting, I'm usually doing some kind of podcast work or researching or something, but I get joy out of that. I very much enjoy. So what would your advice be to people watching that may relate to this, especially like the highs and the lows? Maybe they're thinking, gosh, that really hits home for me. Maybe I'm bipolar. What advice would you give for them? Um, I would, like I said, first step, I would find a good therapist. A good therapist is going to help you kind of sort out any kind of problems you're having. And, um, you can go to, like, you can go to a therapist. I went to my therapist the first time I met her. I was like, I don't want to be on medication. She's like, all right. Um, you can set boundaries with your therapist and like kind of advocate for yourself. Like, if you go to your therapist and you're like, I don't want to be on medicine, they can't put you on medicine. So I think it's a good idea for you to just go to a therapist and kind of talk to them, get their input, and then they can start steering you in the right direction. Um, I will say there are a lot of mental illnesses. And I know um, a lot of them kind of resemble each other. I know, uh, it's really weird because borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder, which they're sometimes interchangeably referred to as BPD, which I just exclusively use BPD for uh, borderline personality disorder. Um, they mimic each other and they like, you could be like, oh, I might be bipolar. It could be borderline personality disorder. You could just be depressed and have ADD like me. I like, I'm not even sure if I like where I am on that, but I think getting into therapy is the best first step because you can sort some things out. You might not get a diagnosis, but you can get to the point where you're like, Hey, like I know this, this, and this, this is how I can work on it and have some kind of game plan and work towards something I think therapy is awesome to go to first, kind of like you said, mimicking what you said. I think it's great because you can talk it out. They have a lot. They spend a lot more time with you than a doctor is able to. So you go back, you can go twice, three times a week. They can kind yeah. of tell you their advice and whether they think you should then go get a diagnosis, which would be more from like a medical. So a doctor or psychiatrist, something like that. But I think therapy would be good because it can help like, okay, what do I need to do? Do you feel like... I'm taking the right steps and get it just like a professional outlook on what the next might be. And also if you have somebody like a loved one, that's willing to go to therapy too, like that can be very helpful because like 
we're not perfect people. Like we can't see all of our flaws and all of our mistakes and all of our actions. Um, so like if you're in a relationship, I would suggest like having your partner, maybe go and talk to the therapist too and see, tell them what they're seeing on my music page. So it's Townsend T music. I have a group on there called you're not alone. And so what that is, is people that are into these chats and want to have more of a community and a support system, uh, hop on that group. And I'd be happy to help you more like chit chat, get you resources, um, kind of just get you in touch with people that might be able to help you. Um, and then somebody hopped on and said, what about the cost of mental health care? Are there resources for lower income patients? I like, that's something I've struggled with a lot. Um, I'm very lucky that I have, uh, I've taken a job at Baptist. Uh, I've been working at Baptist in North Little Rock as the Trayline supervisor. And now I'm moving to Little Rock for a new position. Um, they have good healthcare and I've been blessed to have that. I've struggled with it before. I know, um, it's a rough thing. Uh, I, I don't know many good resources. If you're talking about therapy in general, there's the betterhelp.com, the places like those. A lot of those places are offering like six mm -hmm. appointments for free. Um, and then from there, they kind of refer you out to what they feel like would help you most. And then the charges kind of start coming in, depending on how much you need, but that can give you kind of baseline what you need. There's also NAMI, which is N-A-M-I. They have each state branch. So like Arkansas NAMI, you can reach out. They offer tons of references and um, just help and resources for you. So those are great places to start, at least if you have more questions. Yeah, obviously, um, yeah. if you have more questions, feel free to message either one of us. We are happy to help you dive in. If you're talking about bipolar in general, um, if you're talking about therapy, if you're talking about doctor care, those are all kind of different things, but NAMI is a great place to start no matter what state you're in. Or like I said, a lot of the therapies online are offering free services for a few sessions at least, but that's great. Six sessions is really great. I mean, you can spread that out over six months if you want. If you need yeah. it more, you can do two times a month, but I think that's an awesome deal. Thank you so, so much for sharing your story, Michael. It's been an honor. It was so nice talking to you. All right, thank you so, so much, Michael. Guys, thank you for tuning in. You had a ton of people listening. I hope that we were at least able to answer some questions for you. I again want to repeat that this isn't your story. This isn't everybody's story is different. And in the words of Brene Brown, we're not here to be, be right. We're here to get it right. We're here to learn to help others and ourselves. So, Michael, thank you so, so much. All right, have a good evening, Michael. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this conversation and are interested in becoming a sponsor, feel free to shoot me an email at townsendtmusic at hotmail.com or shoot me a message on any social media platform at townsendtmusic for more information. I would love for you to become a member to help spread awareness that you're not alone. If you're looking to buy or sell, I have the perfect realty company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. And they understand that buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. That's why their team of highly seasoned real estate professionals is dedicated to providing exceptional, personalized services for all their clients. 
They truly take great pride in the relationships they build, and they always work relentlessly on the client's behalf to help them achieve their perfect real estate goals. They always have the client in mind, and I can speak firsthand when I say how reliable, trustworthy, and quick they were. When I was looking to buy my first home, they were there with me every step of the way, answering every question I could think of. They showed me a great amount of knowledge and patience through the process. It's no wonder they've won so many awards for their outstanding services and their excellent relationships with clients. So if you're looking to buy or sell, there is no better option than Clark & Co Realty. Okay, here's the best advice you're gonna get today. If you're driving through Conway, Arkansas, swing by Cross Creek Sandwich Shop. Honestly, talking about this sandwich store is making my mouth water. My personal favorite's the turkey bacon wrap, and I can't leave without buying their homemade strawberry cookie. If you haven't tried these, you are missing out. Now they have all different options for sandwiches, wraps, salads, desserts, soups, so swing by. I promise you'll thank me.